drive time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you on this Friday. Praise be to God. You have survived it. December the 30th, 2022, Feast of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. It's going to be a great last show. Uh, The the entire year is done. Can you, I mean, couldn't you believe we're already here? 2023 is already upon you? Seems like it's just flying straight by. It's going to be an interesting year, 2023. But today we're going to be talking about the true meaning of Christmas. Fulton Sheen weighs in on the subject. Uh, well, actually, it's going to be Al Smith, but uh, I mean, who better to talk about Fulton Sheen than Al Smith? And he's going to be on the program. One of the highlights, I would say, of 2022 has been having Al Smith on the program to uh, to talk and dive into what is the great Fulton Sheen. Also, uh, Benedict's serious illness raises some questions. A lot of people are asking, well, what happens when Benedict dies? Well, you elect a new pope for, I'm I'm teasing, I'm just teasing. But what does actually happen with a pope emeritus? Does he get buried like a pope? We're going to talk about that at 15 past the hour. Do join us if you can. And then at the top of the next hour, I want to recap some of the greatest conversations we had in 2022 on the show. Maybe like the top 10, like most memorable conversations of 2022. I wonder what might be on your list. You could share that with us if you like on one of the live video feeds. But I'll share my list with you, and I'm sure Adrian has some ideas as well. All of that coming at the top of the next hour. Hey, uh, Joe Biden signs the 4,000-plus page $1.7 trillion omnibus bill. Of course, the you know 4,000-plus page bill had to be flown down to the Virgin Islands where he is vacationing. I mean, if you're in Buffalo right now under 18 feet of snow and freezing to death, uh, don't ignore this completely. But he did sign it, so your tax dollars hard at work. Kirk Cameron's Christian book reading draws record numbers, apparently, as uh, the the Indianapolis Public Library System tried to block him. They didn't want him to do this thing. I mean, yes, of course, they do hold drag queen story hours all the time, but they felt his book about Jesus was not in keeping with their values. But nonetheless, they they did acquiesce, allowed him to have it in a tiny room, which was packed to the gills overflowing standing room only. Hey, the Vatican said Benedict Sixteenth condition is serious, but it is uh, stable at this point. I did release an update video on my YouTube channel about that. You can find more information there, but I'll share some more in the uh, 15 after segment. 2022 was the most disastrous year for the Nicaraguan Catholic Church, apparently, with the church being a target of more than 140 attacks from the current Sandinista dictatorship. And uh, golly gee whiz, good thing 2022 is over for the Nicaraguan church, huh? Good morning to you, Adrian Fonseca. Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Is it? It is. Praise be to God. You know, it's the sixth day of Christmas. Mm-hmm. So you know what that means. What, um, let's see. Say, five golden uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Golden uh-huh. say, so what's the sixth one? I forget. Six geese a laying. Oh, obviously. Yes. Oh, what are they laying on? What are they laying on? Is it like... No, down no, pillows, no, down no, quilts. No, we're, we're getting eggs. Is what I'm hearing. I see. Uh, so that's I, what's for okay. dinner, because you know it's Friday. It's for, well, I have so. do have eggs for for lunch. Actually. See what I mean? See what I mean? But praise mm-hmm. be to God, it is still the Christmas season, and I am very excited to talk about Fulton Sheen. If people didn't know, I 
am a small fan of Fulton Sheen. I may or may not have a couple of his books. Or as they say in Swahili, Un Paquito. Un Paquito, yes, yeah. and, and Swahili. Oh, is that, I'm for, my, yes, may that's I culpa. That's, no, may that's I correct. You said yeah. it right. You okay. said it right. Okay. Very well, praise be to God. Well, uh, Fulton Sheen's always a good time, and we are looking to Al, uh, looking forward to having Al Smith on the program. It's going to be a very good last show of the year. I am looking forward to sharing with you my top 10 most memorable conversations of 2022. So uh, do you have an idea in your head what hmm. you might remember the most from 2022? Well, I Don't remember I remember our current conversation that we're having right now. That counts. Other than that, <laughs> I don't remember what I uh, when did I wake up? I don't uh, even remember that. Uh, good times. So yeah, I'm trying to think. Good times. About, I, I will spend the rest of the show mm-hmm. trying to think of one because <laughs> I can't even remember who we interviewed yesterday. Well, let's just. Uh, how about Al Smith? We'll include Al Smith. Yeah, that's what it's going to be for me. <laughs> it's going to be Al Smith just by default. <laughs> All right, uh, a lot coming your way today. Let's pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection implored thy help or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your headlines. Well, Rudy's going to be back on on Tuesday morning. We're out on Monday, so uh, we're going to get back to normal then. But nonetheless, Breitbart reports Biden's Department of Homeland Security releases into the U.S. nearly 1.4 thousand illegal alien convicted criminals in less than three months. The latest Immigration and Customs Enforcement data reveals that from October through December the 18th, the Department of Homeland Security released 1,363 illegal aliens, con- illegal alien convicts into American communities, along with more than 1,800 illegal aliens with pending criminal charges against them. In total, more than 35,000 illegal aliens were released from the DHS custody into the U.S. interior from October through December the 18th. Most significantly, the agency seems to be increasing releases as those freed from custody in the first 18 days of this month eclipse the total number of releases last month. Yikes. Ground News reports Romania detains ex-kickboxer Andrew Tate in human trafficking case. Romanian prosecutors said on Thursday they have detained divisive internet personality and former professional kickboxer Andrew Tate on suspicion of human trafficking, rape, and forming an organized crime group. According to reports, Tate, who's 36, and his brother Tristan, who's 34, along with two other suspects, were arrested in Bucharest for allegedly abducting two girls. The Hill reports Brazilian football star Pele has died at the age of 82. Brazilian legend wildly regarded as possibly the greatest footballer in the history of the world, who famously coined the popular term the beautiful game in reference to the sport wowed fans with his dazzling style of play and led his native country to three World Cup titles. He also played in America for three years as well. Pele had been undergoing treatment for colon cancer since 2021, spending the last month hospitalized at a medical center as his condition worsened. The medical center said he ultimately died of multiple organ failure. If you've never seen Pele on Amazon Prime, can I recommend it to you? Fantastic film, family-friendly. My family's watched it 
uh, several times. Good stuff. Pele, let's pray for the repose of his soul. Daily Wire reports Netanyahu returns to power sworn in as prime minister of Israel. Netanyahu had already served more more years as Israel's prime minister than any man in history. He was first elected in 96 at the age of 46, the youngest person to ever serve as prime minister after having served from 84 to 88 as Israel's ambassador to the UN. He served as prime minister from 96 to 99, then served as finance minister from 03 to 05, where he was laser focused on turning the Jewish state toward capitalism as he reduced tax rates significantly. During his tenure, the debt-to-GDP ratio dropped to one of the lowest in the world, and foreign investment reached record highs. Netanyahu embarked on his longest term as prime minister in 2009, serving for 12 years, an unprecedented length of time. So who knows how long it'll be this time. And those are your headline news. The saint of the day is Saint Columba of Sins. Columba was born to a noble pagan family in Zaragoza, the northwestern region of Spain. She probably was born Eporeda, born in 257. Columba fled as a child to Vienna, France, and was baptized, receiving the name Columba, meaning dove in French. According to hagiographer Omar Engelbert, she left Spain to France because she had been told it was where a more beautiful uh, religion flourished and because she had an insurmountable horror of idols. Columba left Spain with other believers to avoid being denounced as a Christian. Columba continued to Sens near Paris in north-central France, where she was martyred in 273. Aurelian, the Roman emperor from 270 to 275, passed through Sens and put all the Christians there to death. But as Engelbert reported, alone Columba found favor in his eyes. Such was the nobility and the beauty of her features, revealing her high origin. He wanted her to marry his son, but she refused. So he locked her up in a brothel in the town amphitheater. She was protected from harm by a female bear. Aurelian tried to burn both Columba and the bear alive, but the bear escaped and a provincial rain put out the fire. Columba was condemned to death and beheaded, perhaps near a fountain named D'Azon. Her body was left on the ground after she was killed, but a man named Albertus, who had been, had been praying to her for the restoration of his sight, took care of her burial. Columba was at one time venerated throughout France, as Rebestein reported, the historical monument of sin still testifies to this devotion. A chapel was later built over her relics, and the Abbey of Sens, which at one time was a pilgrimage site in her honor, was eventually built there. She was the patron saint of Andorra and might have been the patron of Chivalry Church in Paris. She is invoked to bring about rain or avoid droughts. She is portrayed as a crowned maiden in chains, with a dog or a bear on a chain, holding a book in a peacock feather, with an angel on a funeral pyre or beheaded. Her principal attribute is a she-bear. Her feast day is December 31st. Saint Columba of Sins, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 15 and 19 through 23. When the Magi had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod, that what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled. 
Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod had died, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. He rose, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go back there. And because he had been warned in a dream, he departed for the region of Galilee. And he went and dwelt in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Nazarene, the branch, the branch town, the branch from the root of Jesse. Adrian, what did you find from Cornelius Alapade? Yes, one thing, because I don't know how much time I'll be able to get into this, so I want to start off with this. From uh, Jerome, and he's pulling this from various sources of the early church, especially pseudo-Matthew, where it says, And it came to pass when the most blessed Mary went into the temple with the little child, that all the idols prostrated themselves to the ground so that all of them were lying on their faces shattered and broken to pieces first samuel 5 3 and thus they plainly show that they were nothing then was fulfilled that which was said by the prophet isaiah behold the lord will come upon a swift cloud and will enter egypt and all the handiwork of the egyptians shall be moved at his presence this shows that whenever our lord came into egypt all the idols bowed down before him and were shattered. The reason why Christ fled into Egypt, according to Cornelius Lapide, rather than into Assyria or any other country is, one, because it was near Judea, and on account of the streams, it was a place that was well defended. Second, because Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the children of Israel, from whom Christ was sprung, dwelt in Egypt for 200 years and were called forth from thence by God, by the hand of Moses. And this was a type of the calling back of Christ out of Egypt. Third, because Egypt was full of idols and superstitions. They worshipped dogs, crocodiles, cats, calves, rams, goats, and whatnot. Christ entered into Egypt that he might cleanse it from this filthiness and consecrate it to the true God. Listen to St. Leo, quote, Then also the Savior was brought to Egypt in order that a nation given up to ancient errors might now be signed for salvation nigh to come. So let's think about this today. Let's think about what it would have been like for our Lord our Lady and St. Joseph to walk into pagan lands, into Egypt, and to be called out. Let's meditate on that today. Praise be to God. We're going to be right back. What happens when Benedict dies? We're praying for his passing, but what happens next? That's coming up. Hope. The Catholic Encyclopedia has much to say about hope. Going online to newadvent.org, we see hope explained as the desire and expectation of future good. Each of us prays and looks to the situations and events of our lives with a desire and expectation that something good. We pray for the ultimate good, a close and intimate relationship with God. During Advent, we also look to the prophecy candle of hope. The prophet Isaiah foretold of the coming of Jesus. As Christians, we must stay firm in our expectation of goodness. For our salvation lies in seeing goodness in people and focusing on our relationship with God. Jesus said that the kingdom of God is now. Like a guiding star in the night, hope is born as we turn our desires and expectations to God. 
This has been a bit of Catholic encouragement from Michael Gisandi. I turned from a recreational drug user to a drug addict. That took me to my knees. I lost a family, almost two families. I lost friends. Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church, I'm a new person. I love it. I love it. My heart's there. I took communion after 18 years, and I, the rest of the Mass I sat and cried. God restored my life. God restored my family. God restored my love. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. On this last day of 2022 for the Catholic Drive Time. Coming up at uh, 35 past this hour, Al Smith is going to be our guest. Uh, wildly known for his... His... Uh, you know, sharing, evangelizing the world through Fulton Sheen, his work in editing Fulton Sheen's uh, writings to bring them back to life and make them popular again. He's going to be on at 35 past the hour. We're going to be talking about Christmas, the true meaning of Christmas and what Fulton Sheen had to say. And he said a lot uh, about that. So that's coming up. Do join us if you can. There are lots of stories in the news that are of great concern to me, and I'm sure they are to you as well. And a lot of people around the world, millions of people around the world are at this time, praying for Benedict XVI because it has become clear to us that he is nearing the end. We learned this week through reporting at the Vatican that he had suffered kidney failure, which is, you know, obviously a sign that things are coming to a, a point. They're coming to a closure here. And we also learned this week that his pacemaker had to be adjusted. Things were not working well there. And um, so they have adjusted things and they've been attending to him. Apparently, his situation is still grave and serious, yet he is stable. Praise be to God. We are told yesterday out of a new report that came out of the Vatican, and uh, I posted a video detailing this report on the Joe McLean YouTube channel. However, uh, he is lucid. He is aware. And I think that's a great grace, to be honest with you. He he's, knows it's coming. He sees this thing coming, and he seems to be ready for it. In fact, I shared in the, in the video I posted yesterday on the YouTube channel, I share what I think are possibly going to be his last words that we're going to hear of. We may not know that he says anything. We may or may not. We don't know. But he already seemed to address this very moment in a letter he wrote back in February, which is published at the Vatican's website. I linked to that, and I shared with you in that video, which you can find if you go to YouTube, search for Joe McLean, you'll find it there. So that's the sort of the latest on his health. We're all waiting, and as of right now, I just checked, there were no new updates on his health, so we don't know. He could last, I mean, he's gone 10 years. A lot of people thought he was going to die 10 years ago. He's still here. Uh, he's 95. His health is failing. We're expecting any day now for him to to pass into the, into the arms of our Lord, but as he points out, faced with the just judge. So that's his health situation, but there was an article this morning over the Catholic News Agency that brings up another point that a lot of people are asking about. What happens next? When Benedict dies, what happens then? What are the protocols when a retired pope dies? I mean, it's so unusual. He was the first pope to retire in 600 years. He is, uh, I think, the, the, the one pope in history to have lived the longest if I'm not mistaken, as well. And so there was an article at CNA that sort of addresses this question that a lot of people are asking. What happens when Benedict dies? 
Uh, the article headline says, Benedict's serious illness raises questions about Pope Emeritus protocols. And uh, the article says, The anticipated death of Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI raises important ceremonial questions that at this moment cannot be fully answered. The end of a reigning pope's life is observed by a series of very well-timed and well-understood rites, from the certification of the pope's death and the breaking of the fisherman's ring to the public display of the pope's body and the funeral celebration itself. But what are the protocols when a pope emeritus dies? Um, um, let's see. Can we look those up? Can you can you Google Pope Emeritus funeral protocol for me? Uh, yes, I'm pulling up mm-hmm. the uh, the. Mm-hmm. The Acta Serie from the I Council of Trent, I, oh. where it talks about <laughs> the, uh, okay. the procedure for yeah. Pope Emeritus's. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, yeah. what, right, like, right here it says uh, it doesn't exist. It's probably a yeah. new advent. Just go to uh, new okay, advent. Let, let me check. Uh, I'm sure it's there. Uh, sure. 1786, yeah. uh, nothing was published. I'm, what? Um, it was in a papal bull, was it not? Uh, let me check. Uh, yeah. In no? the stables, mm. there are no papal <laughs> bulls on that topic. None? Um, no. Huh, interesting. Well, the article goes on to say the question remains open because the unprecedented nature of Benedict's retirement. He was the first pope to renounce the papacy in nearly 600 years, of course, but he also lived longer in retirement than any pope in history. Benedict is also the first to take the title Pope Emeritus. What is clear is that in stepping down, as he did in 2013, Benedict's office ceased. In a real sense, then, his papacy died with his resignation. To continue the analogy, while the normally while they normally happen at the same time, the death of a pontificate is distinct from the death of the man himself. This idea used to be manifested dramatically in the old custom in which the Camerlengo would strike the body of the deceased pope three times with a gavel, calling him not by his name as pope, but by his baptismal name. That must be a weird job. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, it would be very interesting. But it's part of the tradition of the church, and uh, we should bring it back. The last time this ritual was applied was on the death of John the Twenty Third. Now, why wasn't it to, to Paul the Sixth, JP1, JP2? Like, why did we stop at 23rd? I, that makes no sense to me. But anyway, it says the last time this ritual was applied was on the death of John the 23rd. Twice the Camerlingo, after striking the hammer, said, Angli, mortus, mortuus est. I'll get it right someday. Angel, a- or angel, are you dead? And on the third time, there came a final confirmation, meaning... Said yes. Uh, really... Angelo is dead. So twice they strike him and ask the question, hey, are you dead? And on the third time, really? Yeah, he's pretty much dead. I guess it's a great way to check just to make sure. Because it would be awkward to bury yeah, a pope alive. I, I guess like putting the hand mm-hmm. over the nose like mm-hmm. in the movies. Mm-hmm. I guess that's not. You could check, check the, the pulse, pulse, I suppose. But I think this is yeah. more efficient. Totally. It certainly, certainly yeah. is more dramatic. Uh, exactly. Um, I think someone, could someone do that for me? Maybe it's too much I'd pomp and circumstance that. for the church today. I guess it would avoid the whole situation know. of um, Thomas Akempis, mm. where they buried him <laughs> alive. So, oh yes. Anyway, there's, there's I almost went down a rabbit hole of of uh, people who've almost been buried alive. And let's go on. Indeed, some of the rituals associated with the actual death of a pope already have taken place in Benedict's case. At the end of Benedict's pontificate, Cardinal Tarsicio Bertone, Secretary of State and then Camerlingo of the Holy Roman Church, closed the papal apartment and broke the fisherman's ring Benedict wore for nearly eight years as the successor of Peter. I guess he got a new ring then uh, in retirement. 
Yeah. Good what deal. What is he wearing? Uh, he's, I mean, when, he's wearing a ring. When's the last time the Pope got two rings? <sighs> he's probably the first one that did that, too. Anyway, what then will happen when Benedict dies? Monsignor Stefano, an official of the Vatican Apostolic Archive and expert in pontifical ceremonial, uh, presented CNA with a series of possibilities while emphasizing that what ultimately takes place in the end depends on various factors, not the least of which is Benedict's own wishes for his funeral arrangements. Quote, it is clear that Pope Francis will make the final decision, close quote, the Monsignor stressed. However, he added, based on the tradition of the Roman ceremonial and considering some analogy with similar offices, we can make an educated guess of how things will be handled. First of all, uh, he explained, the office of the Pope Emeritus could be considered in the tradition of the Roman prelature. In the various colleagues of, or colleges rather, of the prelature, once the exercise of the authority of the college, such as the judicial and administrative authority, was renounced, the aggregation and privileges were uh, preserved, even though the, the jurisdiction was no longer exercised, he said. And so it would be for the Pope Emeritus, who no longer exercises authority, but retains aggregation and privileges, and therefore also the white cassock, he stated. While no set ceremonial structure exists for the funeral of a Pope Emeritus, he believes that the event will most likely be celebrated with the characteristics reserved for the reigning Pope. The coffin, the insertion into the coffin of the deed indicating the official acts of the papacy, coins for his papacy, and medals of the pontificate. In the same way, he said, the Pope will be buried like a Pope, that is, in the Vatican grottoes, and the place where John Paul II's tomb was already and have been indicated before he was canonized and the tomb moved to the Basilica, close quote. Uh, what will be missing, he pointed out, are the elements linked to the transfer of papal power and therefore linked to the beginning of the Vatican seat. Notably, the Secretary of State will not relinquish his office, as happens when a reigning pope dies, for this reason, uh, he explains, one can expect that it will be the Secretary of State who announces the death of the Pope Emeritus, probably using the press office of the Holy See, which is the means of official communications. Relatedly, condolences should be addressed to the reigning Pope through the Secretary of State. Why shouldn't condolences be addressed directly to the Pope? This public aspect, he explains, results from the fact that the Secretary of State is today erroneously conceived as a papal secretariat, but it is forgotten that in 1973 it absorbed the duties of the Apostolic Chancellery, a body delegated for centuries to the public correspondence of the dicasteries of the Holy Headquarters, such as the Bull's appointments of bishops. Uh, other ceremonial details, such as the arrangements for heads of state who wish to attend the funeral, remain an open question, the Monsignor acknowledged. And what of the, of the Novin Diali? I have no idea what that is. That is the nine days of the morning following the death of a pope? Oh, that's what they call that. Interesting. Uh, well, the, uh, these nine days consist of a series of solemn masses for the repose of the pope's soul, beginning with the pope's funeral mass. The... Uh, uh, that precede the general congregations and pre-conclave meetings. Regardless of whether the nine days is observed, in Benedict's case, his funeral would take place within a few days of his death, as with other ceremonial details surrounding the death of Pope Emeritus. We must wait to see what transpires. And that's the article out of CNA. So, bottom line here, we are going to see a Pope-esque funeral when Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI dies. That's my guess. Adrian? Pope 
esque funeral. Uh, a po- I suppose a popish, a popish, a popish funeral, mm-hmm. or that, or as the British might say, papish, a papish, a papish funeral. I I mean, it's overall. Mm-hmm. I would um, my I would venture to guess. Mm-hmm. Taking everything you said into consideration, <laughs> yeah. that they will not consider any of that, <laughs> <laughs> and they will just do the most confusing thing possible, which is give him a papal funeral. So yeah, that's the, my guess. The confusion like the fool, here is well, fool. okay, he's he's like a pope, uh, but we've already done some of these tasks already. We already crushed the ring. We've already sealed his apartment, which nobody lives in now. Instead, we renovated the hotel and. They would just steal spent his millions of dollars upgrading that so the Pope could live there. And then, uh, you know, we, so we did some of these things already. So that part's done. All those boxes are checked. Now it's time to just put them on display. Just to beat his body and put him on display. Now, I remember the, uh, the place where they were going to place his body, which is next to the tomb, uh, the crypt of St. Peter in the, downstairs. I remember because in, in 2005, when I went to Rome, uh, JP2's body was there. And uh, you look to your right, there's JP2, and you look front, and there's been, uh, uh, Peter's uh, crypt. His bones are there. So I think that's where they're saying they're going to place him. And eventually, you know, I guess in uh, six or seven months when he's declared a saint, he'll be moved up to the Basilica? Yeah, I have n- that's a good question. Um, I'm thinking by the end of 2023. Oh, you're yeah. gonna, oh, you're going a full year. I think it'll be... Whew, pe- I mean, Debbie JP2, Downer. JP2 is nine years. <laughs> John the 23rd was about 50 years. So I'm Paul gonna, the 6th was also pretty long. He was like 46 uh, years, 42 JP years. JP1's had to wait a long uh, JP1 time. JP1 still has not been canonized. So you're saying they're beatified. speeding this thing up. I It looks like it. Okay, it looks well, like we'll it. see. I don't know. But speaking of sainthoods that need to be sped up, Fulton Sheen is what we're talking about coming up after the break. Al Smith joins us to discuss the true meaning of Christmas with Fulton J. Sheen. We'll be right back. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Christmas Minute. Since we are all children, we all associate Christmas with Christmas presents. G.K. Chesterton says that everything looks better when it's a gift. A gift is something we don't deserve. If we deserved it, it would not be a gift. And that's why the only possible response to a gift is gratitude. And that is why we hear in the Mass, as we will hear at Christ's Mass, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks. Everything we have is a gift. And that is why Chesterton says, thanks is the highest form of thought. That's why the word Eucharist means thanksgiving. The best kind of giving, says Chesterton, is thanksgiving. Want more than a minute? Visit us at Chesterton.org. Hi, I'm Debbie Giorgiani. And I'm Adam Bly. We're the hosts of The Spirit World every Saturday morning on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Join us as we help answer your questions on angels, demons, and how the physical and spiritual worlds interact. That's The Spirit World from the Station of the Cross Studios every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Adrian Fonseca here, keeping you informed and inspired. Today is Friday, December 30th, and on the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me six geese a-laying. 
And now more headlines. Washington Times reports the World Boxing Council plans to introduce a category for transgender competitors in 2023, according to a report. WBC president has said the boxing organization will begin seeking out transgender fighters from all over the world for the coming new year. I was going to make a boxing joke here, but I forgot the punchline. Reuters report conscious consumerism will be left on the shelf. Beyond Meat, a maker of plant-based burgers, announced in October that it was laying off 19% of its workforce. But weak demand will weigh on its top line, while high input costs will pressure margins. The proportion of shoppers who were highly concerned about waste took action accordingly was down 4 percentage points this year to just 18%. Meanwhile, 44% of consumers were uninterested and took little to no action, a 7% increase. Look, I have no beef with fake meat, but I guess the food doesn't meet expectations. Nasdaq.com reports gas prices edge slightly higher as 2023 approaches. What can you expect to pay next year? Gas Buddy projects that the daily national average will peak at $4.25 a gallon in August of 2023. According to the U.S. Energy Information Administration's latest analysis, the average price for a gallon of regular gasoline will be $3.51 in 2023. Basically, what I'm saying is gas prices will be higher than Joe Rogan, but not as high as Snoop Dogg. The Daily Wire reports ICE says it can't find records on nearly 400,000 illegal immigrants. It should be monitoring. ICE reported that they could no longer find record uh, records on immigrants in ATD that they had previously released. That came as a shock, particularly after they informed us recently that they had been been misleading the public for several months by releasing extremely inaccurate data. Kosher said in a social media post on Tuesday, just days after announcing that the agency had been misleading to the public for months about how many immigrants were on GPS ankle monitors, ICE claims it can't find records on over 350,000 immigrants and alternatives to detention programs. Wait, so all this reporting on illegal aliens, does that confirm we have visitors from outer space? I don't know. ABC News transgender rights advocate Henry Berg Barros dies at the age of 24. He was she was a transgender rights advocate whose story helped inspire opposition to trans restrictive legislation in Kentucky has committed self murder at the age of 24. Her mother, Senator Karen Berg of Kentucky, said she long struggled with mental illness, not because she was trans, but born from her difficulty finding acceptance. She began trans activism when she was only 15 years old. Pray for all those suffering from the mental illness of transgenderism. The Daily Wire reports sex offender reportedly dressed as woman arrested for allegedly snapping pictures of women in bathroom and pointed a pepper ball gun at them. A Texas man was arrested after he allegedly took pictures of women underneath stalls in male bathroom. When he was confronted, he pulled out a pepper ball gun. Egan is previously convicted sex offender classified as high risk in Texas Department of Public Safety, which means he is considered a danger to the community and expected to reoffend, committed, commit more sex crimes in the future. He is registered for life as a sex offender for multiple incidents, including indecent exposure to a 16-year-old girl. He has been he has was given 60 days for the involvement with the teen girl and 120 days for two other offenses. Yeah, so maybe not the best idea having transgender and gender inclusive bathrooms and dressing rooms. Probably not the best idea. And those were your headlines news this morning. God love you.
Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Adrian, for keeping us up to date. It's a good thing we're going to have Rudy back, and we'll have something that feels normal again next week. Let's pray about that. Hey, uh, joining us right now is our good friend Al Smith. Uh, I would say uh, your title should be Chief Disciple Fulton Sheen. Um, Chief Evangelist of all things Fulton Sheen. I don't know. Come up with something creative, but nonetheless, we're glad you're here. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you, Joe and Adrian. Uh, let's just call me uh, the godchild of the, uh, Fulton Sheen. That's, okay. Wouldn't that be amazing? That'd be pretty amazing, actually, <laughs> the godchild of, uh, of Fulton Sheen. Nonetheless, it's good to see you here. Uh, how was your Christmas, by the way? Uh, quiet. We were snowed in. Uh, we uh, had the big storm come through, and so yeah. uh, none of our family members got to Holy Mass. Um, oh, no. I'm was so sorry. sad. I mean, we're... Uh, we had the three feet of snow, and uh, the plows came by, and uh, it was then six feet of snow. Oh, so, wow. So, um, yeah, we were we were stuck in for two days. Uh, power was on and off, but um, I have a generator, so I had had the lights on. But, um, yeah, it was a good storm. So, um, But, again, people experience this very quiet Christmas when uh, all of a sudden things are taken away from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, be it, you know, there's the beauty of the mass. Um, all of a sudden you get uh, spiritual in your own homes and you make your own Christmas. And what's important, family, your faith. So um, again, sometimes we take it for granted that we get to mass whenever we want. Uh, but now in this trying time, uh, it's not always the luxury that we think we can always have. So uh, yeah. it was a good Christmas for me. Although we get snow in Houston, Texas, it's not all that often. And I remember when I lived up in New Hampshire, uh, we would get quite a bit of snow up there. And there's always that, like right after a snowfall, you get the winter wonderland effect. There's something beautiful and mystical about the blanket of white snow that covers everything. And uh, I've always loved that about places uh, that experience that. I I imagine that there was some sort of consolation for, for you in spite of the difficulty. Uh, no, that that's faded. That's faded. When, when snow. When, <laughs> when you're in Canada, it's expected yeah. there's going to be snow. Yeah, when the snow is with you from October to April, you you've gotten go, over it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, praise yeah. be to God. Well, yeah. let's talk we, about. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. No, we shovel our roofs. <laughs> One thing it is, you, you shovel your driveway, you shovel around your house, but sometimes you have to go up on the roof yeah. and shovel the roof uh, just to, to give the pressure, take the pressure off. So, yeah, um, yeah raking your roof or shoveling your roof is... Uh, I remember. Uh, Good times. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> I don't miss I don't miss that part of the equation for sure. But uh, at any rate, let's talk about Fulton Sheen. Uh, the true meaning of Christmas, you know, Fulton Sheen obviously... Uh, the icon in in Catholic evangelization in America and beyond uh, had a lot to say about Christmas and the true meaning of Christmas. And um, you have you spent a lot of your life republishing his works and uh, per- perpetuating what he started through his his speaking and and his writing. And uh, in his book, The True Meaning of Christmas, one of the points that I really latched onto was he really narrowed everything down to two world philosophies. Pagan and a Judeo-Christian. I mean, God, you is today. Uh, you, I don't think anybody could be that precise anymore. Uh, under pagan philosophy, he says, basically, man woos God. But under a Christian philosophy, it is God that woos man. There's a clear contrast. What say you, Al Smith? 
Yes. And I think what Fulton Sheen did so beautifully in his television shows, of course, his books, uh, the 1955 book, The True Meaning of Christmas, uh, a classic little book put out by McGraw-Hill. But he took this book and then he put it into a video, of course, one of his television shows. And you can find it on YouTube. It's just simply The Meaning of Christmas by Fulton Sheen. But he wanted to have a conversation with America to say, let's talk about you and God. What is that relationship? Is it one that where you seek God or does God seek you? Um, hopefully you understand that this great meaning of Christmas is that God came to visit man, to dwell among us. He came to seek us out. And uh, I tell you, I know as a, a young man, I loved it when the ladies would seek me out and, <laughs> you know, were interested in me and you had that great affection. Well, it's the same love story that God seeks out you and me. He wants to have relationship with us, and he takes that opportunity of Christmas time to develop that story, develop that conversation, that God wants you and uh, came for you. And uh, again, that hopefully touches hearts. And uh, and I know he did uh, know that, that if we deliver that message year in and year out, because there's always that Christmas and Easter Catholic, or there's that even that Christmas and Easter uh, person that just says, oh, this is my chance to talk about God and my relationship with God. So he wanted to build on that potential relationship, and hopefully that we would pick up um, the ball and run with it. Fulton Sheen was very fond of making these kinds of contrasts. Uh, he also had that famous episode where he compares uh, our Lord to Superman, uh, which was, you know, kind of interesting and fun. He says, uh, Superman goes from power to weakness, or rather from weakness to power, whereas our Lord starts off in power, obviously being God, and takes upon flesh and moves into weakness as a little child. So very stark. But I also was thinking in terms of like uh, our Lord being born in a cave, you know, outside Bethlehem. Um, the, the God, the creator of all the universe, King of kings, Lord of lords, every angelic being, good or bad, it knows that they have to bow to this creator. And yet he allows himself to humbly, quietly take upon flesh in a cave. It seems uh-huh. it seems contrary to the way the world works and the way the world thinks. And Fulton Sheen points this out. Yes. And, and he makes mention, and I love how he compares the wise men and the shepherds. And, uh, of course, in the book, he makes this uh, beautiful comparison. And I'll quote Fulton Sheen here. He says, There were only two classes of people who heard the cry that night, shepherds and wise men. Shepherds, those who know they know nothing, and wise men, those who know they do not know everything. Only the very simple and the very learned discover God, never the man with one book. And uh, I tell you, it's he has these quotable sheens. Hold that it thought is. right there. Al Smith is our guest. He is uh, the editor of the anthologies on Fulton Sheen over at Sophie Institute Press. And uh, we're talking about Fulton Sheen and the true meaning of Christmas. So a lot more is still to come right after this very quick net- network break. Catholic Drive Time will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Hey. 
Hey, Donnie, when we see Christ on the cross, what do we call that? A crucifix. And who said, preach Christ and Him crucified? St. Paul. As parents, we're the primary educators of our Catholic faith to our children. And if you don't know your Catholic faith as well as you should, that's okay. Just tune in daily to the Guadalupe Radio Network by logging online to grnonline.com. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Listen, learn, love, and pass it on. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Your only daughter met a fine young man who was a committed Mormon. She now wants to join his church. What's your answer? Well, here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, a reason for no. Doctrinal positions such as the deity of Jesus and the Trinity. Your reason for yes. You deem seemingly moral character as superseding biblical truth. Secondly, orthodoxy. Your answer is probably no. But how and why? Your resistance to Mormon doctrine does not just come straight down from the Bible. It comes from the first five centuries of brilliant theologians, bishops, and popes. These Catholics wrote, debated, and fought for truth. Example, in 250 AD, 311, and 417, three different popes excommunicated three different heretics, Sibelius, Arius, and Pelagius. They denied the Trinity, the eternal deity of Jesus, or taught that human effort warranted salvation. Would your pastor excommunicate a heretic? Well, unfortunately, your pastor can only remove someone from his local congregation. But that's okay. That guy will probably end up being welcomed to church down the street. Be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up at the top of the next hour, I'm going to share with you 10 of the, some of the most memorable conversations we've had in 2022 on the show as we wrap up the program for the year. If you can join us, we'd love to have you. You can always hang out with us on our website at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. But Al Smith is our guest. He is uh, the editor of of the anthologies on Fulton Sheen's work, which is published through Sophia Institute Press. Praise be to Jesus. Great organization. They've uh, been wonderful supporters of our show. We've really appreciated partnering with them this year. Al, welcome back to the program. Um, We're talking about Fulton Sheen and Christmas. And one of the other points that Fulton Sheen points out, and I think we're really seeing this now, is there seems to be a societal-level rejection of the, the actual true meaning of Christmas. Even in Fulton Sheen's time, in his, I, was, I was commenting on this yesterday with Dr. Paul Kengor. Uh, I watched uh, The Shop Around the Corner. You know, you watch uh, It's a Wonderful Life, Miracle on 34th Street. There is extremely minimal uh, context of Jesus being born in those films. They're Christmas films, considered some of the greatest Christmas films of all time. And yet it is scant to find anything truly related to our Lord and Savior being born. We have, we've taken Christmas out of context and we have made it into some holiday versus the salvation of mankind. What say you, Al Smith? Uh, yes, and uh, every year it seems to get worse. Um, um, I had a hard time finding, um, you know, things of Christmas uh, this season. And um, again, it is the battle that rages. And uh, this is where Fulton Sheen would make these cries on the radio and television uh, just to uh, remind us uh, Christ is the meaning of Christmas. It You think of, you know, of course, the name of Jesus, the name of Christ. But um He's calling us to participate and to be uh, not spectators, but actors in this drama. And I love that uh, call of Sheen, become a spectator, not become a spectator, become an actor. Um, and I think this is what we do. We sit back and we just let 
the uh, other side have their way. Uh, but we need to be energized and get invigorated and, you know, call to action, I guess, is the word. And this is what he did. He said, you know, become an actor. Become that Simon of Cyrene, that Veronica. Um, and to know that the crib of Calvary leads to the cross. And uh, to keep the two stories connected. Uh, they're very important. That Christ came, he was born to save us. And he will end up on the cross to redeem us of our sins. So, um, again, it's the mission of Christ. And uh, we can't forget the mission. Uh, and that he came to love us, but he came to redeem the whole world. And uh, again, we have to be the we have to be engaged, but again, become the actors and not the spectators. You know, one thing that really caught my eye whenever I was watching the uh, couple or the three the uh, videos of Fulton Sheen talking about Christmas was the section on the dolls. And if you have not seen it, I highly recommend you look up Christmas, Fulton Sheen, watch all of them that come up because they're all great. But one in particular, he was he brought out these dolls and I was like, hmm, that's what a little odd. Why, what is he what is he getting mm -hmm. at? It was interesting, a little odd, but I that's think the, the idea brains that episode. he was getting out was the idea that we with God becoming man. And he gives another example in one of the other videos as it would be like if we as humans became a dog for dog kind or we lowered our nature to that of a of a doll and he kind of had that analogy what do you what did you think about the whole lesson of the dolls yeah well again he he talks about coming down you have to think of what our lord did and how he humbled himself that he was god and became man and uh again that it's that whole lesson of humility for us. Um, he talks about how um, the to get into the cave of Bethlehem, you have to stoop down. You have to humble yourself to enter the cave. And it's that same idea that God humbled himself to become man. And he used that analogy of the, of the dolls with sawdust brains. And that was the <laughs> title of the show, uh, Sawdust Brains. And um, we sometimes have sawdust brains, but yet he's willing to work with us. So uh, it is so beautiful how Sheen uh, uses these little uh, things that we can relate to to deliver this beautiful message of Christianity. I like the way he talks about Our Lady in his book, The True Meaning of Christmas, as well. And it's a very simple book. Uh, you know, it's easy to read. It's not that long. It's profound, even though it is simple. And that's that's typical Fulton Sheen for you right there. But the way he talks about Our Lady and how, you know, in her maternal role, in her role as a woman, she submits, but she submits her will to God. And God is asking of her, will you give me a human nature? And she says yes to that that fiat, and she gives God a human nature. Again, very humbling for God to go from power to weakness, from, uh, from the creator into the creation, and, uh, and to use Our Lady in this way. And then to describe Our Lady, as he calls her, a saborium of flesh and blood, the tabernacle, the ark of the covenant, to realize the profound nature of Our Lady's role, or as some would say, the gibirah of the New Testament, uh, <laughs> Adrian's giving me the look. Uh, praise be to God. I just love the way in his profound and simple way, Fulton Sheen describes this immense and incredible role of Our Lady. And I would hope that many non-Catholics would read that and then the light would go off in their brain about truly her position in salvation history. Al, what say you? 
Yes. I, I think we have to understand that um, Mary is a gift to us. The Blessed Virgin Mary is God's gift to us. And of course, he gave her to us on the foot of the cross uh, when he said, woman, behold your son, son, behold your mother. But yet he gives us Mary at Christmas time. And again, she's approachable. And that's what I love about when you uh, see the Christmas crash, you see that she's that most beautiful mother that we'd almost love to have as our mothers. Do an exchange. Um, I'd love to exchange sometimes my mother for the Blessed Virgin Mary, but still, uh, it's one of those things where we, um, have this great gift from God. And Fulton Sheen recommended everybody have a relationship with the Blessed Virgin Mary and start at Christmas. Start at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when I was thinking about Fulton Sheen and Christmas and it's not directly related, you know, the infant child is slightly different than the newborn child, but I was thinking of that poem that Fulton Sheen loved so much, a lovely lady dressed in blue. And it's just so, well, obviously poetic because it's a poem, but the idea of going to our lady who held our Lord in her hands, who looked on his face, the face that not even Moses could look at. And Moses, he had to turn away and only look at the backside of our Lord, had to cover his face with a veil. Our lady who carried her, carried divine son in her womb, then got to gaze upon his face for the first time. What would that have been like? It's just an amazing thing to think about. And Fulton Sheen in his book, uh, The World's First Love, it just magnifies Our Lady. I would definitely consider Sheen a Marian maximalist. What do you think about a meditation on Our Lady during the, the Christmas time? Yes. Well, I think this is, um, again, what Fulton Sheen wants. He wants to expand the story of Christmas. He wants us to spend time with Our Lady, but he wants us to think also, like, were we the innkeepers? Like today, if, if, if Mary and Jesus came, would we be an innkeeper that receives them or rejects them? These are the stories that he, he puts onto our hearts. But this idea of, of just journeying with Mary. Um, I think about the gift of Elizabeth that she received Our Lady um, and the joy that she had in her heart with having her in her home. And I go back to the, of course, John's uh, great gift when he took Mary into his home after the crucifixion of our Lord. So with that I, the idea of inviting Mary to come into your life and the blessings that can come from that. You know, I was reflecting yesterday on uh, Benedict Sixteenth and his uh, imminent passing, as we pray for him to make a good and holy death. He wrote in February this this year, in response to allegations of his role as bishop in Munich of a, of a, a priest abuse cover-up. And in, in that letter, which is published on the Vatican's website, in the last two paragraphs, he talks about how he's, he's at the doorstep facing death. He is about to pass through the dark door of death, he says to face the just judge. And when you read that, you get the sense of the weight of what that is. I mean, I remember Dante's Inferno putting a lot of minors in hell uh, and our Lord talking about millstones being placed around the necks and the judgment that comes upon those in hierarchy at at a greater risk of judgment than the rest of us because so much more responsibility is given to them and how they could lead people astray. And I think, I think the Benedict XVI is facing that, this just judge. And I say that to say also in relation to Fulton Sheen and Christmas, you know, the incarnation of Christ is a fisher-cut-bait moment. It's uh, it's a moment of decision for all of us. If we accept it, shouldn't that acceptance inform everything else in our life? Shouldn't we live our life as though we believe 
in the incarnation of Christ, as though God took upon flesh and dwelt among us, and he's come here to, to save us? Because in the same statement, Benedict XVI, talking about the weight and gravity of having to face the just judge for and give an account for his life as Pope, he also is hoping and praying in the merciful uh, mercy of God to be also his paraclete and intercessor and uh and for and forgive to forgive him through the merits of the sacrifice on the cross so it's like a double-edged sword and yet so many christians catholics in particular today uh they'll acknowledge the incarnation of christ but they do not live their life as though they believe right does that make sense yes it does yeah i mean fulton sheen said he came not for nice people but for awful people and um, that was one of his christmas messages that christ came to the awful people and uh, sometimes we have to say we're the awful people and we're in need of salvation and christ can redeem us and make us well so let us rejoice amen yeah praise be to god well we're down to the wire here with uh, al smith al uh, what what uh, fulton sheen anthologies are we working on for 2023 um, we're going to take a little pause. Uh, we're going to be, um, we're, we're taking our show on the road. Ooh. Um, you know, I think it's more now let's talk about Fulton Sheen's writings and, um, I'm giving, you know, retreats and of course, um, speaking at conferences, but, um, I think the writing is done, but now it's time to do, uh, what I call, uh, the promotion or you know, the road show. But, uh, yeah. again, our mission with the uh, Sheen Foundation is to make sure that Fulton Sheen is enjoyed by the next generation to a new generation of viewers and listeners. So uh, we're going to hit the road and uh, promote, promote, promote. But, but of course, Fulton Sheen is always pointing to Christ. And that's what we want to do. We want to point souls to Christ. So uh, Fulton Sheen does a great job of that. That's and for sure. if someone wants to find out what, 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 where are you going, can we come see you give a talk or maybe invite you in to give a talk, where would they do that? Yeah, they can find me at bishopsheentoday.com, and it's a simple website that we set up years ago, bishopsheentoday.com, and there you'll find every Fulton Sheen video, his audio recordings, his books. Uh, there's a contact section where you can reach out to me, and I'd love to come and speak. So, uh, again, we're here to share Sheen and to share the love of Christ. bishopsheentoday.com. God bless you, Al Smith. Merry Christmas to you. Happy New Year. Thank you for being on with us. We really appreciate it. God love you. Stay warm, my brother. Stay warm. All right. That's going to do it for the last uh, first hour of Catholic Drive Time in 2022. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll see you next year. Join us in the next hour. I'll share the top 10 highlight conversations. Until then, God bless you. Planning on shopping online this year for Christmas? Did you know that you can help the Guadalupe Radio Network when you do your Christmas shopping online? All you need to do is shop on Amazon Smile and 0.5% of your purchase goes to the GRN. Just go to AmazonSmile.com and select La Promesa Foundation as your nonprofit of choice. La Promesa is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio. It's that simple to give some extra help to the Guadalupe Radio Network during the holiday season. I had a personal experience that was life-changing for me. My husband of 21 years decided to leave um, our family, me and my girls, and um, in the midst of the absolute horrible heartache, I happened to be flipping through the radio one day on the AM channel because I didn't feel like listening to music, and I happened to find Catholic Radio. And ever since then, I have been tuned in religiously, 
and I feel like I have a really, really strong pull to the Catholic faith. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to thank those listeners who have supported Catholic Radio financially over the years so that we could be there when Terry needed us. If you would like to support your Catholic Radio station, please visit grnonline.com and you can click on the Donate Now button. Again, we sincerely thank you for helping us to be there for Terry and everyone else that needs God's love. There will come a day when each of us will be asked to review the movie of our life and give an account to God. We will sorrowfully relive the bad times and joyfully revisit the good. Thankfully, no matter what you've done, there is hope. Since Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save it. So if you've been away from church for a while, we invite you to come home and find the peace that only comes from God. Visit catholicscomehome.org. Are you on the CDT Insider email list? Hi, Joe McLean here. And every week I send you cool stuff straight to your inbox, goodies that you're not going to want to miss. Go to grnonline.com. Hi, I'm Caden from St. Rosalima Parish. You're listening to AM 1430 KSHJ Houston, part of the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back. Informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. Last CDT episode of 2022. And I wonder if you received your uh, your postcard in the mail. The 2023 card? car raffle oh, is one. about to kick off. And uh, guess who? Guess who designed this? Yours truly. I was going to guess Cecil Anderson. <laughs> well, maybe next year. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, if you got your postcard in the mail, yeah. I designed that, so I'll only, I'm only accepting positive feedback at this point, but nonetheless, I hope you will participate in the 2023 car raffle for the GRN, where you might win a brand new Mercedes. You get an opportunity. It's a beautiful car, by the way. I would say this is probably, uh, okay, over the years, I've been here 10 years, and uh, let's see, we've given away Mustangs, Camaros. 15 passenger vans. We, phew, don't I wish, man. Uh, nope, no 15-passenger van, unfortunately. Neither have we given out a truck. Uh, but we have given out a, a, a Cadillac and then a, now a couple of Mercedes. Uh, I would say the Cadillac was pretty cool. Uh, it was a nice, I like the change. Cadillacs are great cars, uh, at least sometimes. Uh, and the Mercedes. So this is one of the nicer-looking cars we've given out. This is a CLA 250 Mercedes-Benz 2023, and it comes in uh, in polar white. Oh, polar, polar white. Wow. And you could win $25 a ticket. You can get five for a hundred bucks. Go to our website, grnonline.com for the details. But if you really want to be super awesome, what you really ought to do is go to the website, get your local contact information for your general manager of the station nearest you. Call that person and say, listen, I need some tickets and I want to help you sell some tickets. How can I help you? How can I make this year's uh, car raffle the most successful ever so I can fund the the Catholic radio evangelization? So again, go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT for our information or just grnonline.com for information where you'll find about the car raffle. By the way, you can also find contact information for your local GM in your GRN mobile app. Just search for the Guadalupe Radio Network in your iOS or Android store 
and you'll be able to download that for free. Listen to the local GRN radio station, get some programming information, contact information. You can donate if you'd like, even listen to the CDT podcast all through the mobile app. Search for the Guadalupe Radio Network. Praise be to God. How come Fulton Sheen's not a saint yet? Uh, Mostly politics is my guess. I think that he probably will not be canonized in this papacy. It probably would take a future pope to do so. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, you know, if if the reason mm-hmm. for for Fulton Sheen's lack of canonization yeah. was due to, for instance, mm-hmm. um, just like the, the level and the rigor of canonizations were just so high that I'd be, I wouldn't be as upset because, you know, it'd be like, you know, all the great saints, Leo the Thirteenth, not even venerable yet. All these great saints, <laughs> Blessed Pius the Ninth yeah. is still blessed. Miguel Pro is still not a saint. Venerable Mary of Agreda is not a saint. Yeah, I'm uh, like all these ex- people. You got some Spanish. Yeah, so there's a lot of people who are yeah. really amazing saints and that have not saints. been canonized. Yeah, but and so but JP one's on the way, and that's what bothers me. Yeah, that's what bothers me. That's so not to disparage JP one in particular. It's like we get yeah. John the Twenty Third in fifty something years. We get Paul the Sixth in forty yeah. something years. Yeah. JP one is almost there. He's already blessed. Yeah, John Paul II was nine years. But Miguel Pro is still not a saint. Yeah, we uh, got <laughs> Carlo Acutis. Um, yeah, yeah, all these people. Not to disparage and them like, personally, but it just he does. Why not? Some things that don't make sense. Why? Why not Sheen? Why not so Sheen? I think it's yeah. purely political. Well, let's pray for the church. And I say make the devil's advocate great again. You I know, agree with that. Bring back the role of the devil's advocate. Bring back the gro- role of the Grand Inquisitor. Ooh. Yeah. Making it great again. Uh, but nonetheless, let's pray for those who have lived uh, incredible lives and uh, would make incredible intercessors with official canonizations. That'd be amazing. Uh, but I, I'd like to share with you, uh, we were going to interview Dave Palmer but he apparently is on vacation or something. Like, did you approve that? I didn't. Appro- I didn't. I wasn't even asked. Like, how That's does this? Weird. How does this happen that he gets vacation time? Something about um. Mm-hmm. I they don't. They, nobody cares about my opinion. I don't know. <sighs> Maybe that's Latin for read the fine print. I don't know, but uh, we should uh, we should check into that. But nonetheless, I do have. I went through and I looked at the guests and the conversations we've had in 2022, and I have in front of me a top 10 of the most memorable conversations of 2022. And I'm going to start at number 10 and work my way up to number one. And I wonder uh, if you might have some highlights from 2022 that you have appreciated. And you, if you are hanging out with us on. YouTube, Twitter, or whatever, you can always leave them in the chat there. I would be grateful to you if you would. If you are listening on the radio, you know, if you go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT, I've got links to all the live streams there as well. So you can check that out. But uh, coming in at number 10 of the top 10 uh, highlight conversations of 2022 for Catholic Drive Time, I'm going to say Mother Miriam of the Lamb of God. Oh, and that's a fairly recent one. We had we just had her good. on in November. That's pretty good. It was late November, right? Yes, when we had her was. on. Yeah, she was she was a good interview. She talked about the decline of America. Yeah, it was. It, There's no political it was heavy. solution. It was heavy. It was very heavy conversation. Um, so Mother Miriam of the Lamb of God, and by the way, I'm not listing these by order of like how many people watch them, like on our YouTube channel, for instance, that kind of thing. Really just more of a memorable kind of a conversation. But number 10, coming in uh, with the decline of America. Would you have a number 10, Adrian? Hmm. In no particular order, because I'm just trying to, I'm like coming up with them on the top yeah. of my head. Mm-hmm. I didn't order them. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of all of a sudden the uh, our Anthony Stein interview. Oh, okay. I really liked Anthony sure. Stein. So sure. That yeah. one. 
Yeah, uh, one of my favorites. Coming in at number nine, Kendra Tierney. We've had her on a few times, actually. We, had, we just had her on talking so about her television Kendra show. Kendra Tierney, one through, is she cover one through nine then? No. I'm going to put her on the board at number nine on the conversation about losing her husband. Um, when her husband passed. I was sick that day. And how she had uh, made the choice that she was not going to be... Um, she was not going to allow herself to to sit in grief and to uh, be in despair over the loss of her husband and that she would, you know, could, because she did, she said she did all she could to prepare him for that moment to help get him to heaven, to live and to die a good and holy death. And what more could a wife ever ask mm. you than to do that? So uh, very inspirational. I've got her at number nine. Coming in at number eight uh, on my list of uh, highlighted conversations of 2022 I've got Constantine, the Russian YouTuber. Oh, yeah. Now, okay, uh, he's got a pretty big audience, actually, and it blew up when the Ukraine war took off. Now, he is he is from Russia, born and raised. He had lived in America a while, so he speaks uh, fluent English. He is a business professional, but he's built himself an audience on YouTube, and I think that's what he does now full-time. And when he first started YouTubing about the Ukraine invasion, he was speaking very cryptically, had to be very careful because he could have been put in prison for saying things that the official government narrative doesn't allow. Not at all, unlike the Twitter revelations here in America, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, he has since left Russia. He fled to another country and he has been speaking out more, more boldly on what he believes is the problems in his country of Russia. And uh, so very memorable conversation. And that was the most viewed video on the CDT YouTube channel of 2022. Yeah, so that was, it was a big That's audience for that one. Uh, okay, coming in at, uh, I, I put Mother Miriam on there twice. I don't oh, know why I was that good. done that. She, we only had her on one uh, time that's, last year. That, I, that's a typo. Uh, uh, Al Smith. I'm going to put Al Smith there. I was going to say Bug Hall. Was that 2022? That's not 2022. Was that 2021? Yes. What? So, uh, wow. Al Smith comes in at uh, number seven for me. I just love the conversations on Fulton Sheen. We've had some good ones in 2022 for sure. The, antholo the anthologies that have come out have given us lots of reasons to conversate, which we had him on last hour. So always recommend a good conversation with Al Smith. But uh, coming in at number six, Jason Jones. Jason Jones. Jason Jones. I love. We Jason had him Jones. on a few times in 2022. Uh, the last time we had him on, you know, he he runs a an organization that helps people. He's got people in Afghan and Afghanistan saving Afghans that help the United States trying to get them out of the country because their lives are at, at, at uh, danger. He's got people helping in Ukraine. He had a crew in Ukraine get bombed and uh, very seriously injured. In their humanitarian efforts. So he's always very inspirational. He's a great man yeah. of mystery. He is a, you know, he's all over the world, knows just about everybody, and uh, very well connected and is doing incredible things. So For sure. I donate to to Jason Jones' uh, Vulnerable People Project, and I recommend other people do too. Yeah, 100%. So Jason Jones, thanks for being a part of our 2022. Coming in at number five, um... Obvious choice. Obvious choice. Super obvious choice. Super obvious choice. Uh, I'm going to go with Paul Kingor. <laughs> yeah. When you said obvious choice, Super it, could, obvious choice. it could only be two people. It was it hard. It could only be Paul Kingor or, yeah. Kier, or I cannot say her name. Kierna Tierney. Kendra Kendra Tierney. Tierney. Yeah. There you go. But she was already at number nine. Exactly. So I was like, it has to be Paul Kingor. Uh, Paul Kingor, whom we had on four or five times. That's it? Are you in sure? In 2022. Uh, again, 
a winner every time. We just had him on yesterday. We had him on three times in like a month ago. There's no way it was only but four it or five was the times. conversations about Bella Dodd. I mean, the Bella Dodd book is just amazing. It is the definitive work to date on the subject. Absolutely loved having those conversations. We did a two part series with Dr. Paul Kingor, and I can't recommend that conversation enough to anybody who is interested in Fulton Sheen and Bella Dodd in particular. And uh, whether or not there was, in fact, a true uh, communist infiltration of the American seminaries and seminaries abroad, too, by the way, not just America. Uh, great, great conversation. So, but Dr. Paul Kingor, just love and appreciated it. Coming in at number four, somebody we had on very recently, somebody that was a bit controversial. Controversial. Uh, Father Pavone. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Frank Pavone was on. Which interview? So it, his interview in particular, but the, we the one that we did recently. That one's the. But I would I could tag onto that the Gerald Murray conversation, the Father Gerald Murray conversation we had on the same day. Mm. So we had Father Gerald Murray on to talk about the canon law in regards to uh, Frank Pavone's case, and then we had Frank Pavone on right after that, and let Father Frank explain his situation from his perspective. I, it was a winner. I mean, tremendous. We had tremendous viewership on those conversations. And uh, just very interesting. Yeah. We had Father Pavone on, what, two other times this year? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Now, I would say also, a lot of he's he made some rounds, obviously. He was on a lot of people's uh, uh, shows or whatever. But I, I honestly believe that we asked tough questions and allowed him to give good responses. Yeah, I think so. I thought we were very fair and balanced. And I thought we asked good questions. I also questions. think we're amazing. <laughs> you, you also think we're amazing. So, uh, I mean, uh, some people, it's like, what, that was a kind of a conversation where half the audience hates you and half the audience also hates you because they think you're being too hard or you're being too lenient. Yeah. So it was like a no winner, but got a lot of attention. The one thing that really gets me mm -hmm. is it's not what you don't know that gets mm -hmm. you in trouble. It's what you know for certain that just isn't so. Right. And people were saying things like, oh, well, he's not a priest anymore. Uh, he's uh, the Holy Spirit has left him, yada, yada, yada. And they're, they're saying the most outrageous yeah. things. And I'm like, it's just not, it's just not true. Yeah, I, yeah. And people were getting upset during both of our interviews, one with Father Murray, the other one with Father Pavone. Right. Because they just were um, making assertions that just are not true. Coming in at number three on my list of top 10 uh, highlights for 2022 of CDT, Feng Shuo Zhou. Feng Shuo. Feng Shuo. Feng Shuo Zhou. That was China. Uh, that was the interview in studio Tiananmen interview? Square. The Tiananmen Square. The gentleman who was and helped to rally the protesters uh -huh. that led up to the that Tiananmen one. Square okay. massacre. Yeah, yeah, right, right, and he right. was there. He spent a year in prison afterwards, actually. And uh, by the grace of God, was released after a year and was able to escape China and lives in America now. And he came into the studio and we spent... 45 minutes talking to him. Oh, yeah. That was super fascinating. It was. Super fascinating. So Feng Shuo Zhou makes it to the third slot for me on my list. He was the president of the humanitarian in China, by the way. Uh, coming in at number two, also a very well-timed uh, conversation with Catherine Engelbrecht, mm. who uh, is from True the Vote, and she was the co-producer on the 2000 Mules documentary film. Yeah, that was good. Which, again, upset some folk because nobody wants to hear anything whatsoever of, of election shenanigans. What, you know, they have no tolerance for election shenanigan conversation. But I watched the, the 2000 Mules, and if you take the drama, dramatic elements out of it, and you just look at the bare facts, it is very compelling. 
Hmm. Very, very compelling. What's number one? We're running out of time. Number one on my list of top 10 highlighted conversations in 2022, Gabriel Castillo. Peace be upon him. The the confirmed miracles of Guadalupe, which we just conversated with him a, a few weeks ago. Gabriel Castillo, absolute winner every single time. Go to Gabby After Hours on his YouTube channel for for all of the excellence that is his work. But that's my top 10 list. If you have some, I'd like to hear it. Put it in the comments. Otherwise, we're going to come right back and play the game show, give out prizes. It all happens right now. Phone lines are available to you at 877-757-9424. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Christmas Minute. Have you ever heard people object to gold and gilded ornaments in a Catholic church? Have you ever heard them question the purpose of burning incense? How do we answer them? Simple. We answer them by pointing out the three gifts of the wise men at Christmas. If gold and incense can be brought to a stable, they can certainly be brought to a church. What do these three gifts mean? G.K. Chesterton says they represent three prophecies about the Christ child. Gold, that he should be crowned like a king. Frankincense, that he should be worshipped like a god and myrrh, that he should be buried like a man. The first two are marvelous and obvious. The third is a wonder. Want more than a minute? Visit our website at chesterton.org. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Christmas Minute. Are you worried about the war on Christmas? Don't be. G.K. Chesterton says Christmas is the irresistible festival for those who are afraid to be festive. It is the spectacular festival when almost everyone lives and acts poetry instead of just a few people writing it. It is the ancient festival, a trinity of eating, drinking, praying, that to modern seems irreverent because the holy day really is a holiday. No matter what happens, says Chesterton, the great majority will go on observing Christmas Day with Christmas gifts and Christmas benedictions, and they will continue to do it, and suddenly, someday, they'll wake up and discover why. Want more than a minute? Visit us at chesterton.org. Welcome to another round of Fear and Trembling, (laughs) the Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot, 877-757-9424. And now, your host... Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and fear <gasps> and trembling. Because I'm tight. <laughs> A Catholic trivia game show that has secrets and agendas that you can't tell anybody. Now, the good news for us is, you know, everybody's on vacation for New Year, so nobody's listening anyway. Praise be to Jesus. You can't tell too many people. But nonetheless, we do like to do a few things on the download, the QT. And uh, number one, if you promise not to tell, we like to teach the faith. Oh, yeah, I know. Nobody likes to learn the faith, so we like to teach the faith. And we do so very, very subtly and skillfully through these questions that we pick out where you might just learn something you did not know before. And then, of course, we like to have a laugh, a good chuckle. And our callers are amazing. They laugh with us, and we appreciate that. 
And then we give out prizes, which means this is a winner because we are absolutely manipulating. I mean, we are incentivizing you to participate because you could learn, you could laugh, and you can win. And some will do all three. In fact, today's a day when we pull out a winner and we announce that on the show and they're going to win prizes. What are they going to win? Well, you know, you were told, you were led to believe that we were completely out of all of our CDT mugs. Yeah, the the authentic, that? certified copies of the original uh, coffee cup of divine providence well what you don't know is i had archived a stash and i'm going to be releasing one of those from my private stash to a winner today so we're going to autograph a cdt mug and then include a book and a you know prize pack just to say you're awesome thank you for being a part of the team and they're going to get that in the mail so praise be to god for that but uh there's a trick here the secret sauce in all of this is we don't ask the caller the questions. So the caller may not know a single correct answer, but could still win the game. Because instead of asking them today, and uh, hopefully for the last time, Adrian is going to ask me the questions. I'm going to give an answer. The caller will then have uh, 15 seconds to decide whether or not I'm leading them astray. Am I telling the truth? Am I telling a fib? They're going to have to decide. And then when they get that right, they go into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. So that's the deal. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Praise be to God. Good morning to you, Rhonda. Good morning to you, Joe. Rhonda, good to hear your voice. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Coming in from the the, the frozen tundra of Houston, Texas. H-Town, hold it down. Uh, what what was your what was your favorite Christmas present this year, Rhonda? Did you get like a, a Ford F one fifty Raptor Midnight Blue out in the driveway, or no. like what was what no. was your favorite gift? No, I, t- I tend to be I tend to be more of a simple person. Oh, um, you want the uh, gray tones or like uh, I mean, of course it's well, a F one fifty Raptor. That's the obvious choice. But is this a matter of color? Is that what we're talking about here? No, it's mm. a matter it's a matter mm. of economical. <laughs> I don't know. You're, that's like, that lasts what? a while hmm. and economical, uh-huh. you know, for so, gas. So what are you thinking and then? What, so, what what did you get that you love most? Well, oh, I don't know. Um, let's see. Mm-hmm. I really can't really say. It's like I tell my husband, I... My wonderful gift is just having having him. Oh, that's <laughs> super him. sweet. And then you bought him the Ford F one fifty Raptor. I see how this yeah. works. I see how this is all going down now. That's what I told my my parents. Yeah. I was like, Hey mom and dad, I know that y'all don't need any gifts because y'all just Y'all just love me so much, and so that's what I got them. Uh, they didn't. They didn't find that as funny <laughs> not or, or as, as not sentimental. As interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't Adrian, know. Adrian, you're what twenty something years old. Yeah, I'm twenty four. I, I was gonna. Well, I was gonna. Oh my goodness. Well, you know what? I'll tell you the same thing that people would tell me when I was twenty four. You're mm-hmm. a baby. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. I'll All take right. It. You're just a baby, and if and if you didn't have any parents, I'd I'd mm. want, I'd, I'd want to adopt you. Wow. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know, Adrian. Maybe you should uh, compare and contrast and yeah, well, go with I'll, your best I'll, option. I'll, I'll, I'll compare the, the yeah. wills. Like, what what kind of will are we talking about here? All right, we better get playing or we're going to run out of time, Rhonda. All right, I know you're a veteran at this. You know how this works. But today with Rudy, have uh, still abandoned the team here for supposed vacation. Uh, Adrian's going to ask me. I'm going to give you an answer. You're going to have to decide, am I telling the truth or not? Are you ready to play? Yes. All right, let's do this, uh, Adrian. 
Yes. Let's go with numero uno. Okay. Okay. Yes. I We're back to Elvish. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say uh, Romanian, but Elvish no, no. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's completely mm-hmm. different. Uh-huh. Uh, that's Elvish for number one. Got it. Who is the patron saint okay. of domestic uh-huh. animals? Oh. Yes. Again, specifically domestic animals, Mr. Tricky. There is a trend with Adrian. You have Mm -hmm. to pay attention. He always includes the answer within the question. Oh, okay. Domestic being the key indicator here. Mm. Okay. Now I have watched a lot of Sherlock Holmes films. Oh, so I should tell you that the answer is clearly Saint Anthony with the candlestick in the parlor. The answer is in the question. Mm -hmm. Saint Anthony. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that made sense. Okay. Rhonda. Joe said that the answer is in the question. Mm -hmm. And therefore, Mm -hmm. the answer is St. Anthony. Rhonda, is Joe tricking you? Is he telling you the truth? Uh, What say you, Rhonda? Mm -hmm. Oh, God. I know I'm going to fall for this. Um, Okay. I agree. Yeah, I don't know why Joe gives these answers yeah, what, in the most what, difficult. What are you talking about? I thought Joe should be given the title. The, Joe, if he would have said, if he would have said wild animals, we would have had a different uh-huh. response. Right, it was totally right. It was domestic. Where's that was the Anthony key. in this? Uh, anyway, uh, next question. You're okay. in. You could win, Rhonda. Con- congratulations, <laughs> but let's see if we can't double your chances. Okay. Question numero. Dose. Ah, I see. Okay, now we're getting into uh, Russian linguistics. Oh, actually, we're going more Eastern. That now. was that was Cantonese. Okay, that's Eastern uh, South. Yeah, different East, different East, different South Asian. of the North, different Asian. I got it. Yeah, okay. Russia is a different kind of Asian. All right. Uh, the the question is, mm-hmm. what is higher oh. than a high mass? Whew, what is higher than a high mass? Well, that would become the highest in the high mass. The highest in the high mass. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Rhonda. Yeah. Joe yeah. McLean has mm-hmm. said that the what is higher than a high mass? Mm-hmm. Well, the what did you say? The highest. The highest of the, the highest high of mass. the high yeah. mass. That's mm-hmm. what he said. The highest mm-hmm. of the high mass. Yeah. Okay, Rhonda. Is he lying to you? Is he telling you the truth? Is Joe McLean a liar or a truther? Rhonda, what say you? Uh, d- uh, disagree. Rhonda, oh, very good, Rhonda. <laughs> what do you mean way you disagree? Go. That's the way to say my, it. My I disagree. Answer, well, my answer would have been the mass in heaven. <laughs> oh well, I guess that technically been, that would have been good. That's that would have been a good one. But the, uh, <laughs> the correct answer is a solemn high mass. Mm. It has more a solemnity, solemn, so a solemn yeah. high mass. Mm-hmm. All right, let's oh, run wow. straight okay. into. <laughs> Question numero trace. Got it. This one's Russian. You, you oh, com- yeah. I see. Before you were wrong. See, now, I was now only one question ahead. That's what it was. Because I'm advanced you're, like that. I think that's what it was. I'm ahead of you're, my time. I think you were ahead of the curve. Seeing the future. A prophet. And one might call you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Someone would call you that. Somebody <laughs> might call me something. So that anyway. would be Russian for number three, which okay. the question is, in what city mm-hmm. do we find the relics of the manger... Ooh. Where the baby Jesus was placed. Wow, that's a tough one. In what city do we find the relics of the manger of the baby Jesus was placed? Well, yeah, that's okay. What, that's what, that's what, that's what, once again, 
The mm-hmm. answer is tied into the question itself. Oh, wow. Inside the question okay. lies the clues yes. that we need to unravel the mystery that is going I'm, to become the answer. I'm fine. I'm looking. I'm looking at the question. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, who was the, the famous Roman lady who went and brought back a bunch of stuff from the Holy Land? Uh, Helena. Helena. So I'm going to say Rome. Oh, okay. Well... It's true. Right here in the question, there are there is in fact an R, an O, an M, and an E in this question. So that the word Rome is in there somewhere if you look. Rhonda. Joe McLean says, In what city do we find the relics of the manger where the baby Jesus was placed? Joe says it is Rome. What say you, Rhonda? Is he right? Is he wrong? Is he lying? Is he telling you the truth? Were the relics of our Lord's manger in Rome? Is it in Rome currently? What say you, Rhonda? Uh, let's see. Uh, I surrender. I know I'm tricked. I agree. <laughs> she got it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I didn't know. I have no idea what it is. Get it right. Helena brought back everything. I would have brought. I would have brought. I guess I would have. I would have said that one. <laughs> yeah, that would have been the obvious. That, that would have. That it was there two thousand years ago. But Helena's like she cleaned the place out. Yeah, she took everything. She, <laughs> she was like, it's everything. all going home with That's me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I want to do when oh, I go to Jerusalem. Yeah, praise I be to God. I knew she found a piece. Of, I knew she found some. A lot of the uh, the Jesus's cross. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's but what the she's crown of thorns, for. the and nails. She uh, brought back the, the staircase. staircase. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, I didn't, I didn't she know cleaned she, I didn't know the place. Anything else. Yeah. Oh, wow. She must have. Yeah, all right, we're running out of time. And the winner for this week's prize pack could be you. I don't know. It Rhonda. is. I can't read my own handwriting. Cynthia. Cynthia. Congratulations. Rhonda, it was not God's holy will that you should win today, but you were a lot of fun. Thank you for oh, being a part of CDT for 2022. God bless you. Merry Christmas and Happy oh. New Year. Bless you guys. Merry Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. All right, Rhonda. Have a great day. That's going to do it for the uh, last show of 2022. It's been an excellent ride. Praise be to God. We have appreciated having you on the team. Thank you for being listeners. Thank you for hanging out with us. If you want to chat with us in the after show, go to one of the live video streams, which are all linked up on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. grnonline.com forward slash CDT. No matter what comes in 2023, we're going to be praying for you. Please, please pray for us too. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. The Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. For more information, see OurLadyOfCorpusChristi.org or Salt.net. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. This Mass is offered for the intentions of our online viewers and those listening through Guadalupe Radio. Our opening hymn is the second verse 
of Sing of Mary, Pure and Lowly. Sing of Jesus, Son of Mary, in the home at Nazareth. Toil and labor cannot weary, love and enduring unto death. Constant was the love he gave her, though he went forth from her side, forth to preach and heal and suffer, till on Calvary he died. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Brethren, let us acknowledge our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Gloria in excelsis Deo, et in terra pax hominibus, bone voluntatis, laudamus te, benedicimus tege, adoramus te, glorificamus te, gratias agimus tibi, Propter maniam gloriam tuam, Domine Degus Rex Celestis, Degus Pater Omnipotens, Domine Filiguni Genite, Jesu Christe, Domine Degus Agnus Degi, Filigus patris, qui tollis peccata mogundigi, miserere nobis. Qui tollis peccata mundi, suscipe deprecationem nostram. Qui sedes ad exteram patris, miserere nobis, uniam tu solus sanctus, tu solus dominus, tu solus altigissimus, Jesu Christe, cum sancto spiritu. In gloria degi patrigis. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who are pleased to give us the shining example of the Holy Family, graciously grant that we may imitate them in practicing the virtues of family life and in the bonds of charity, 
and so in the joy of your house delight one day in eternal rewards. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. Brothers and sisters, put on as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If one has a grievance against another, as the Lord has forgiven you, so must you do also. And over all these, put on love, that is, the bond of perfection, and let the peace of Christ control your hearts, the peace into which you are also called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, as in all wisdom you teach and admonish one another. Sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, be subordinate to your husbands, as is proper in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, and avoid any bitterness toward them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this is pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, so they may not become discouraged. The Word of the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord and walk in his ways. Blessed are those who fear the Lord and walk in his ways. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. For you shall eat the fruit of your handiwork. Blessed shall you be and favored. Blessed are those who fear the Lord and walk in his ways. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the recesses of your home, your children like olive plants around your table. Blessed are those who fear the Lord and walk in his ways. Behold, thus is the man blessed, who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Blessed Blessed are those who fear the Lord and walk walk in his ways. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia. Let the peace of Christ control your hearts. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the Magi had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod. 
that what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod had died, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. He rose, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go back there. And because he had been warned in a dream, he departed for the region of Galilee. He went and dwelt in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene. The Gospel of the Lord. From all eternity, our Lord Jesus had been God the Son, living in the midst, in the communion of the Holy Trinity, which we may describe as a sort of family, Son of God the Father, the Holy Spirit proceeding from them both, living in this sort of family from all eternity. And when he became incarnate and then was born on Christmas Day, he was born into a human family, into the Holy Family of himself and the Virgin Mary and St. Joseph. So it is on this feast of the Holy Family as each year we gaze upon their life and consider how we may imitate them. Now, we know that there were many years where they lived together in Nazareth. Daily life. St. Joseph practicing his work as a carpenter. Jesus learning from him until Joseph's life came to an end. Jesus spending so many years in the company of the Virgin Mary. And you and I might say, well, I mean, come on. How can our families be like them? We don't have the Son of God in our family. We don't have the immaculate, sinless Virgin Mary as the mother of our family. And yet, although of course that's true, we're not the same, we remember that their life was not easy, was not always simple or peaceful. Our Gospel account reminds us of where it began with great turbulence, as they had to flee and live in Egypt for some years before coming back and then seemingly having to change plans and live in Nazareth instead of where Joseph was thinking quite a bit of turbulence they experienced. And of course, each family, each human family will experience its moments of turbulence as well as its moments of peace. How then can we live in a way that describes what we hear in St. Paul's, Paul's letter to the Colossians, as we heard in the first reading? How can we live in a way that is compassionate and kind, humble, gentle, and patient, in which we forgive one another, in which we are characterized by love and peace, in which the Word of Christ dwells in us, and we are thankful in praising the Lord. One possible answer to this comes from the organization called Teams of Our Lady. This is an organization founded by a French priest in the last century, in which five to seven couples join together as a team, and month after month, year after year, seek to grow spiritually together as couples and as a team. If you're interested, you can look them up on, online at teamsofourlady.org. Those who are members of Teams of Our Lady practice what they call the endeavors. And the endeavors may be useful to think about, to think about what can be the spiritual roots of our families day by day or month by month. Let me briefly describe them, and you might consider whether these might be useful practices for yourself and your family. 
Each member of Teams of Our Lady will each day practice the regular reading or reflecting upon Scripture. Also, individually, there'll be a daily, uh, daily time of prayer as individuals. Also, a time of prayer as a couple. The team that I helped, it seemed that for them, for the couples that often work to pray in the evening together, perhaps partly doing something planned like night prayer or evening prayer, and partly spontaneous petitions as they prayed as a couple. And then also each day, a time of family prayer. So individual prayer, couple prayer, and family prayer each day. The family prayer surely changing as the children grew. Also, each couple would practice once a month what they called the monthly sit-down, where they would reserve time, perhaps half an hour, an hour, 90 minutes, to prayerfully sit down and discuss what had come before in the past month and what they wanted to do in the coming month. We know that finding such time can be a challenge, but how valuable it was for them when they would practice this. Also, they would each have a command that each year the couple would go together on a weekend retreat. That time away to be together with each other and especially with the Lord. Through these practices, or those like them, you and I can receive the Lord's grace, His leading, His peace, His joy, His strength into our families. And so we may then have that strength to grow in those virtues and even to reach out in mission so that our families, human as they are, living in real life as they are, may nevertheless have that supernatural injection of grace so that our families may be like the Holy Family. Brothers and sisters, let us pray to God the Father, who in the birth of His Son has made manifest His love for humanity, and let us confidently present to Him our petitions that the Lord who desired that his son should share in the life of the family in the home of Joseph and Mary may preserve all Christian families in his peace. Let us pray to the Lord. That all people from one end of the earth to the other may contemplate the salvation of God made manifest in the birth of Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. That the Lord may give strength to the weak, resolution to the tempted, protection to those who find themselves in danger, and liberty to the oppressed. Let us pray to the Lord. That all of us may one day come to share in the eternal life of Christ, who desire to share in our earthly life. Let us pray to the Lord. O Lord our God, rich in mercy and love, we ask that you hear our prayers and grant that we who celebrate with joy the birth of your Son, may be freed from all harm and obtain the good things for which we have asked through Christ our Lord. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands, and will become for us the bread of life.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. We offer you, Lord, the sacrifice of conciliation, humbly asking that, the intercession of the Virgin Mother of God and Saint Joseph, you may establish our families firmly in your grace and your peace. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For on the feast of this awe-filled mystery, though invisible in his own divine nature, he has appeared visibly in ours, and begotten before all ages, he has begun to exist in time, so that raising up in himself all that was cast down, he might restore unity to all creation, and call straying humanity back to the heavenly kingdom. And so with all the angels we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Plenis Uncheli et Terra, Gloria Tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus, qui venit in nomine Domini, Hosanna, in You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, 
which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope and Michael our Bishop and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Agnustegi, qui tollis peccata mundi, Miserere nobis, Agnus Degegi, qui tollis peccata mundi, Miserere nobis, Agnus Degegi, qui tollis peccata mundi, Dona nobis pacem.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. For those who are currently not able to receive our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, we invite you to pray the act of spiritual communion with us. My Jesus, I believe that you are in, present in the Most Holy Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Our God has appeared on the earth and lived among us. Our God has appeared on the earth and lived among us. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Our God has appeared on the earth and lived among us. Let us pray. Bring those you refresh with this heavenly sacrament, most merciful Father, to imitate constantly the example of the Holy Family, so that after the trials of this world, we may share their company forever through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, 
seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg Thee through the intercession and help of the Archangels, St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel, for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one, from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Celebrating the culture of life, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Hi, I'm Teresa with the Houston Catholic Women's Conference. You're listening to AM 1430 KSHJ Houston, part of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. 